Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm talking with Mike Goldstein again, my very good friend and fellow coach. Welcome, Mike. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm actually really looking forward to this topic. We just decided to jump on and record a podcast episode very last minute today. We wanted to talk about some mindset shifts that will set you up for success in your love life. And I imagine this could probably help you attract more of what you want in all areas of your life. Am I right, Mike? Oh, yeah. All right. So let's just dive right in. Is there anything you'd like to say to pre-frame this conversation before we get started? <laughs> Yeah, Helena, I, I got to tell you this story of what happened today. It like blew my mind. So some context around this story. I recently decided that I wanted to help people with money. I've been wanting to do this for probably about 10 or 15 years. I've just never pulled the trigger. Anyway, I put an email out to my list of people subscribed. And I'm like, who wants help with money? And a ton of people signed up. And I had a call today with a person. So I'm doing this as a beta test. I'm charging a dollar for six months of coaching to whoever gets selected, uh, one person. Anyway, I have the call today, Helena. And the woman is a PhD in her mid-40s. So that means she went to undergrad and then did another like four to six years of schooling, wrote all these papers, and now is a PhD. And so she's living in Spain now. She's American, PhD. Helena, she is making $12,000 a year. So I'm trying to help her with money. And she's like, I want to invest. And I'm like, all right, let's just break down the monthlies here. How much do you make a month? So 12,000 divided by 12. She makes $1,000 a month. I'm like, all right, what are your expenses? Well, my rent is only $200 a month. Apparently rent's very cheap in Spain. Her food is $300. And then she has to pay the government $300 to be a freelancer. She, uh, she's an editor of writing of text. So to do the math for you folks, that's $800 of her thousand is already gone just from those three things. This blew my mind. I'm like, how do we get to the point where a person with way more education than me is making $1,000 a month and is basically just scraping by barely in her mid-40s? And I just felt so bad. I'm like, this is not the American dream. That, that, like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. If you get this much education, you shouldn't be living like this. And to her, she just thought this was normal. She's like, this is what I make. And so what I did, Helena, is she told me she's like an editor or a copywriter. 
so I went on Indeed and I typed in editor. And I, first on Google, I said, well, how much do editors make? And they make anywhere from $60,000 to $230,000 a year. So even at the low end, that's five times what she's currently making. So I said to her, I'm like, how would your life be if you were making 60 grand a year? She'd be like, my entire life would be 100% changed. I'm like, have you applied to a job? No, no, Mike, I haven't. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't get it. You're a PhD in your mid 40s. You're way smarter than me. You're more educated than me. You're more articulate than me. And I said to her, I'm like, I'm going to give you some homework. What do you think about applying to 20 jobs a day for the next seven days and then emailing me and proving to me that you applied to 140 jobs? She's like, I, I can't do that. That, that's too hard. I said, all right. Why is that hard? She's like, well, I got to read all the, you know, I got to apply to the right jobs. I got to have a, a new cover letter for all of them. And I go to her, I'm like, no, you don't. One cover letter for all of them, one resume, and don't read the jobs. Just hit submit. I want you to hit submit. I could apply for you to 140 jobs. I could do that in half an hour for you. I would just start sending them in. She's like, what if I apply to a job I'm overqualified or underqualified for? I'm like, who cares? So they don't reach out to you. Just get these out. She's like, all right, I could do 15 a day. So in seven days, she's going to apply to 105 jobs. I said, great. In the next two to three months, you're going to have a job that you make five times the income, at least of what you've been making your entire life. And the stress that you've been having with this money situation immediately goes away after you receive your first paycheck. I don't know. What do you make of this so far, Helena? To me, it sounds very similar to people who want to meet the right person. Actually, <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of parallels here. They know what they need to do in order to meet people. They have to put themselves out there. In a lot of cases that involves online dating or going to meetup groups, but they kind of make excuses for why they can't do it. They say, well, I need to lose weight first. I need to get this in order first. And then years go by, literally years, and they're in the exact same place. So I'm seeing a lot of parallels here. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's exactly the same thing. So this lady clearly for the last like 15, 20 years has just felt like her worth is, well, I am worth $12,000 a year. And just to break this down even further, she's getting one cent a word for editing. So imagine like editing a page on Microsoft Word. The average page is 300 words. She makes $3 to edit an entire page. Can you imagine doing that? You wow. You through an entire page just to receive $3. Anyway, this just drove me nuts. But yeah, this relates to dating in the sense like I think people that have been single for a long time, they start going, it's not possible. This is what I'm capable of. I'm capable of attracting a man of this value. Or I'm not even capable of attracting a man. Like this is nuts. You can 5X, you can 10X whatever you think you're capable of simply by just putting it out there and I guarantee you, if this woman implements sending her resume out there, she's going to get a job in the next two to three months. 
and her life is going to be changed. Just like if a person decides, oh, I'm going to get a man of a certain caliber that I deem worthy of someone I want to spend my life with, you can get it. I don't know. What do you think, Helena? It's so true. I mean, I think back to my own life several years ago, I was single for probably two and a half years or so. And I've talked about this in other podcast episodes. I was just kind of waiting. I was like, well, maybe I'll just meet someone in real life. I don't really want to put energy into this. And I always talk about how you attract a mirror image of your own masculine energy. So coming from that mindset, I would, of course, attract people who just kind of kept me waiting or who were one foot in, one foot out. And you probably remember this when one day I woke up and just finally decided to go online. I met Tom 24 hours later, as a lot of people know. I talk about this in a lot of my podcast episodes, too. And it just was this immediate feeling of abundance. Like, oh, I'm doing something for myself. Like, this was all there this whole time. I was just holding myself apart from it, which, of course, you know, I wasn't ready. It was a, it was a good thing that I took those few years to not focus on dating. Everything just worked out so perfectly. But, yeah, just the minute I decided to do that, I felt like I was just flooded with this abundance, like the floodgates opened and I felt like I was doing something. Basically, I put my masculine energy in gear for myself and that was immediately reflected back to me on the outside. And I see a lot of people, like you said, they're either stuck on someone who just isn't really doing the job. He's not putting in effort. He's kind of hot and cold or inconsistent and they start attracting more people like that because that's what they're engaging with. They're kind of engaging with men on this lower level and hoping to attract someone who's more available, but just doesn't happen because they're kind of hanging out on this level down here. I'm using my hands to kind of show <laughs> they're hanging out on this lower level. And so, yeah, I see this happen all the time with people in their businesses and with money too. Do you see that as well, Mike? Yeah. I mean, you know what? It was really interesting for, for me because, like, obviously, we're really good friends. And during those two and a half years, I was, like, you know, hanging out with you all the time. Like, if I asked you, you would have said, hey, Mike, yeah, I want a partner. And in those two and a half years, you, like, you said it, but your actions didn't fully line up in those two and a half years. You were kind yes. of, like, having fun, you know, going out with us, just having a good time. Like, it wasn't super focused to finding your partner. But then you saw like a switch happen. Like it was like a light switch for you where all of a sudden it was like only my life partner will be able to enter my <laughs> atmosphere. And all of a sudden <laughs> it was like everyone else just like had to bounce off you. And then someone who's a high caliber man like Tom who shows up, it's just like, well, this is it. And this is the person that can stay and be around. Yeah, so true. I remember going on a walk with you once. You probably don't even remember this. We were like walking to lunch or something. And you were like, is this something you even want? Do you want to find a, a partner? And I was like, I, yeah, I don't know. That's actually like a good question, you know? So I kind of waited until I was fully ready, then jumped in with both feet. And then immediately, like I said, it was reflected back to me. I was just attracting a different caliber of people. But I think a lot of people have blind spots. They don't realize where they're maybe settling or not fully putting themselves out there. Like when we had conversations like that, I, maybe I didn't even really realize where I said, oh, yeah, I would like to meet the right person someday. But I wasn't really backing that up with my actions. 
and following through for myself. It's so interesting listening to that story, Mike. There's so many blind spots, like I mentioned, where people don't really realize like it just becomes normal to be dating for years and years and years and just kind of attracting subpar potential matches that just kind of becomes your reality. And you kind of start to identify with that. Like I'm just the person who's unlucky in love or perpetually single, or I only attract losers or narcissists. I mean, we've heard it all and seen it all too, <laughs> right? And so it just kind of becomes normal. It starts to feel normal. This is what I say. It starts to feel familiar and you're often just attracting what feels familiar to you. So if what feels familiar is not what you'd like to experience, you have to start changing what feels familiar. And like you said, Mike, start raising your standards and acting according to that, really having your own back, right? Mm, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. When you, and we're going to call it, you flip the switch where you're like, it's time. <laughs> Do you think it was um, like just enough time had passed since your prior relationship or you had enough pain and the pain of like, I'm single and I don't want to be single? Like, what do you think was the driver that it's like, I've hit my breaking point and now I'm freaking deadly serious about this. I'm getting it done. That's such a good question. I love that we prepared absolutely nothing for this. <laughs> You're totally putting me on the spot here. And I love that. It's so much fun for me, actually. As a lot of people know, I had been working with my own counselor for a little while leading up to when I decided to go online. So I had been doing a lot of the inner work to heal from some things that had happened in my past, even childhood, and really see where I needed to make some shifts. And so I feel like I was coming from a more positive place, like, okay, I really do feel ready now. I'm not dating with past wounds or baggage, emotional baggage or anything like that. And I don't even know if you remember this, Mike, but one night in February of 2020, our group of friends all went out to dinner. You had one of your best friends visiting you from the East Coast. And so our friends went out. This was right before COVID hit. And I think you drove back home eventually. So it was like a smaller group of us hanging out. And I think I might have met someone that night who asked me out to dinner dinner for the next day or later that week or something. And I thought, yeah, why not? You know, seems like a nice guy. I hadn't dated in a while. So I believe sometime before that date, he actually texted me and canceled on me saying, you know, I actually think you're too successful for me and I wouldn't really have anything to offer you. <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> how he found out that I was successful. I'm not sure if he went and did his research or what. I really don't even remember much about that situation, but I thought, okay, well, if that wasn't going to work out, you know, why waste time and even go out to dinner with somebody, right? So I saw that as a good thing, but I really thought about it and I was like, you know what? I need to stop just kind of randomly meeting people and hope it works out. Like <laughs> I think the people I had been meeting just really weren't available or at a place or, you know, maybe they were intimidated by successful women or something like that. I'm not really sure what it was, but I just remember, I think it was the next day after that. I was like, you know what? I want to take control over the kind of person I'm meeting. And of course, it would be great if the right guy just showed up on my doorstep, but that's just not going to happen. It's been a few years. I think I'm actually going to like take the reins and do something here where I actually have control over the kind of person I'm meeting and get into this abundance mindset where I can actually choose the kind of person I want to go out with, right? And so the next day after that, I remember I woke up and I got my whole profile together in like 15 minutes. It wasn't perfect at all. And I just got going with it. And so I don't know if that incident was like the last kind of final straw of coming across just one last person where it wasn't quite right, where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do something different here. 
here. I'm not just going to float through life hoping it happens to me. But I think that combined with some of the work I was doing with that counselor, some of the inner work, getting myself ready was what it took to get me to finally do that, <laughs> if that makes sense. That was the first time I've ever told that story. It's probably a little bit jumbled, but a big piece of it was, like I said, taking control of the situation where I know a lot of people just kind of want to meet someone in real life as they're going about their day, going to the grocery store, running errands. But that really just wasn't happening for me. And obviously I wasn't quite ready to really fully put myself out there. And so it's okay. And Tom and I joke now, if we were just going to go about it that way, we never would have met because we lived in different cities, different counties, actually. And so we didn't go to the same stores. We didn't hang out with the same group of people. We certainly didn't work together or anything like that. So we actually never would have met. I could have kept doing that for another 5, 10, 15 years, and we never would have met each other. So yeah, I'm so glad I decided to take a different approach with this. Hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. So Mike, in your opinion, what would this woman that you spoke to need to shift in order to really turn things around for herself? So I wanted to see if she could have some killer instinct and make this a top priority and get shit done. So what I ended up doing was giving her homework. And I said, how about we send... 20 resumes a day for the next seven days and see if we can get this moving for you. And she goes, Mike, that sounds really hard. How about I do 15? I said, okay. And I'm, she's like, well, would 15 be good, Mike? And I said, how does 15 feel to you? If you send 15 resumes every day, are you going to feel good? And she said, yeah, I feel really good. I'm like, well, that that's great. So you're going to feel good. And then do you think you can 100% execute this? And she said, yes, I 100% can do this. I said, great. So that was the homework. And I wanted to see in seven days from now, and we just did this today, is she going to send me an email that says, hey, I sent my 105 resumes. I want to see if she becomes a person that says when I'm going to do something and she falls through and does it. And does she get this killer instinct where it's like, this is going to change my life. Mike and I talked about this and my life will change so massively if I 5X my income that this should be the bane of my existence. And for the next week, the next however long it takes, maybe it takes two, three, four months, I focus on this. I change my life. I'm going to think about my future and this will make the rest of my moments better and easier. If I fix this, if I go do some hard work now, my life gets so much freaking better. I love that so much. And it's a little different than really anything I've talked about before here on my podcast. Like sometimes you have to do some things that aren't the most motivating thing in the world in order to ultimately get what you want. But it's not going to be forever. I keep going back to online dating because I hear from so many people who don't want to do that. They're like, well, I want to meet someone, but I don't want to do online dating. I don't go to church. I work from home, so I'm not going to meet someone at work. I don't really have time to start a bunch of new activities or start going to the gym where there might be men. <laughs> so there's so much resistance comes up. And I'm actually curious to see if this person has some of that resistance. Like I'm curious to see if she does email you 
having done that homework or not. And I understand the resistance. It's so funny, Mike, when you were talking, it really made me think sometimes I'll offer free courses and eBooks and things like that to the women in my community from all of my amazing expert friends. And there's one in particular that's like this free three-week course that I offer or I have offered from someone, actually a friend of ours. I'm sure you've offered it too to the people in your community. Such an amazing, just totally free course. And you get the replays if you can't join the live classes. It's just, why not do it? There's so much value, 100% free, no strings attached. And every time I offer for it. It's so interesting to see. Most people go, great, I signed up, but there's definitely some people every time who are like, well, I don't know if I can because I don't know the days and times, like if it's all going to line up. It's just so much resistance. You can see it. You can see it in a YouTube or Facebook comment or a message on Instagram versus the people who are like, you know what, this is free. Whether or not I can make the live workshops or not, I'm going to get the replays. I'm going to get the videos and course materials. Like I'm going to receive what's being offered to me. And a lot of people have resistance, though, for whatever reason. I mean, I kind of get it when it comes to online dating. It's not the most motivating thing in the world. But I always say it's not going to be forever, just like looking for a job, right? You're not going to be looking for a job or looking for a partner for the rest of your life. It's a short-term thing that you need to do. And yeah, it might feel like a part-time job looking for the right one, online dating or looking for a job. But in the end, it's absolutely worth that part-time job or that time you spent over that short period just really going for it. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to when that switch flips and you go, I want my partner. Okay, you want it. Are you willing to do the work? Mm. Listen, I've been teaching online dating for over a decade. And the one thing I can say unequivocally is that everyone hates online dating. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yes, absolutely. We know it sucks. Like we know it's not the most fun thing in the world, getting ready, going out with people who aren't the right person, having to meet a bunch of strangers. We totally understand. Yeah. Like I get it. I'm the number one online dating expert in the country. And all I hear is how much online dating sucks. And frankly, I agree. It does suck. <laughs> but one in three marriages is coming from it. And if you can build out a system for yourself, build out a cadence, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to go on at eight o'clock. And you know what? Wednesday rolled around. It's eight o'clock. And all I want to do is grab some ice cream and not do this and watch some Netflix. It doesn't matter. The person I am now is a person that when I commit to something, I do it. And I run the movie plan of what I wanted. I wanted a partner. I wanted someone to sit on the beach with. I wanted someone to go to Europe with. And then you start picturing this person and you in Europe, you're walking you know, in Versailles, you're in Prague, you're doing all these lovely things and you run this movie and then you get your ass to the computer, get your ass to the phone. And at eight o'clock, you deliver that 30 minutes. And this is who you've become now. You're a person that does this Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And frankly, 66% of the time, you're not really going to want to do it. And probably 33% of the time, I believe in the rule of threes here, one third of the time, you're just not going to want to do it. One third, you're going to be kind of indifferent. And then one third, you're going to actually kind of be excited to do it. Hmm. So that means literally 33% of the time is the only time you actually want to do it. But it doesn't matter. 
once we get this type of hardcore person that does something when they want to, doesn't want to, or is indifferent, you start building this muscle memory in your body that you're capable of doing things. And this is going to translate into everything. When you got to wake up in the morning and go to the gym, you're not going to hit the snooze. You're like, I'm the person that goes. When it's eight o'clock and it's time to do online dating, all right, I'm going to do it. We need to build this memory in ourselves. And when we start getting into these cadences, we start delivering results for ourselves. Over enough time, when we're consistent, we are going to start getting in front of high caliber men and on great dates. And all of a sudden, you've got your Tom. I love it. And what I love about your system is it really only takes, I believe, 30 minutes, three times a week. So it's not like you have to go home every night after work and spend hours and hours and hours swiping, responding to messages, right? That's absolutely right. It's an hour and a half a week. And frankly, when you're doing it right with the right profile, the right pictures, you only actually need to go and meet six to eight men usually. Six to eight men, right? Not 68. I always make that clear <laughs> when we're Six, doing a podcast. Two, eight. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, somewhere around that number. And what I love with your 50-12-1 system is these are all high quality dates for the most part that you're going to be going on, right? Not everyone you meet is going to be the one, obviously, which is normal, right? It is a numbers game in a sense. But when you have 12 options every week, then you pick one of those 12 to go on a date with, if I'm conveying your system correctly, <laughs> definitely correct me if I'm wrong. These are pretty high caliber dates that the person goes on, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the most important piece to why we've got it so dialed in that you only need to meet six to eight guys is you're choosing from a pool of 12 that want to go on a date with you. And, you know, just to make sure people are clear, we teach you a funneling system and a filtering system. So yeah, we may be looking at hundreds and sometimes thousands of different men. But the actual work that you have to do is six to eight dates, six to eight men. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a lot of upfront research. So you're not spending hours going through profiles, reading every single word. I just love your system, Mike. It's so efficient. And like I mentioned, you have the highest success rate in the entire country, ensuring that people usually only have to do this for, is it about three to four months before they find someone they like? Yes. I was actually responding to some comments on my YouTube channel earlier today, and I'm sure you get these comments as well. I know most people who I interview hear the same thing from women that they say there are no good men out there. Men over 40, 50, 60, pick your age, are just all avoidant. They all have baggage. And we've just seen women in all age categories attract phenomenal men over and over and over. So I always want to say when I see those comments, like what system are you using? Are you using a proven system that is absolutely tested and proven to give you those quick results? Or are you just kind of floating through life? Like I was just hoping that you're going to come across the right person by magic or something. Right. So I love that you're just such a science and math and numbers guy and you have the system and we've done lots of podcast episodes here on my podcast on your exact system. One of the last few episodes we recorded together, we just basically gave the whole system away. So I will include the link to set up a strategy session with you. That'll be the first link in the show notes or episode details. Just scroll down. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on Spotify, you might have to click 
read more or see more. And that'll just be the first link. Go ahead and book your free strategy session with Mike if you're interested in working with one or both of us. So this was amazing, Mike. I love that we just jumped on here last minute. We're both sick, by the way. So hopefully the energy was still high. I know I feel totally energized after doing this episode with you. And I'm excited to help anyone who really wants to turn things around for themselves. Is there anything else you want to say on this topic of how to flip that switch and make those mindset shifts to help you start attracting more of what you want? Yeah, I would just like to end that any woman listening should feel really confident, whether she be underweight, overweight, skinny, whatever, we've helped them find a partner. If you go on Easy Dating Coach and click testimonials, you can see the pictures or the videos of some of the people I've helped. And maybe some of them you'd say, are not the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. Well, guess what? They're in partnership. So there's no excuse. And I want to go even further. I had a client reach out and she's now 84. And now she's on a third date with a gentleman age appropriate. She's 84 years old. So there's no excuses, whether it be your age, what you look like, how much you weigh. We've got your back. This thing works. Just let us help you. It's so true. You know what? I'll include a link to a testimonial that we have from a client that we worked with together. Our very first client we worked with together years ago. I just love hearing about that. Yeah, I hear from so many people who have all kinds of stories in their mind about, well, it can't happen for me at this age or this weight or in this living situation I'm at, this career that I'm at, when we've just seen evidence to the contrary over and over and over again. So even if that's all you take from this episode, that is absolutely possible for you. You just have to get yourself in gear for yourself and believe that it's possible and act according to that belief by actually taking some steps and making things happen for yourself. And it's not going to be forever. You're going to be so grateful when you meet that right person that you spent maybe a few months, maybe a year, however long it takes taking those steps to put yourself in the path for the right person to find you. So this was amazing, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I love doing these last minute sessions with you where we don't have anything prepared. (laughs) I always love what comes through in them. So I hope we can do this again soon. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And thanks for listening, everyone. I'll see you next time. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.